switched on on F104 and in her book, Siobhan Mungavin wrote about her life from primarily a medical point of view. But this book, I Smiled Back the Story Nobody Knows, looks at her life from a different view. And she joins me now. Hello. Hello and thank you so much for having me. Thank you very much for chatting to me. So tell us a little bit, because obviously you've written about your life before and the lead up to almost this book. But tell us a bit about that for anyone who hasn't read it. Um, okay, so I was born originally with a condition called spina bifida. Uh, it's a birth defect um, with spina bifida. It's called a snowflake condition. So it comes with its whole host of kind of medical um issues i guess you could say um so in my first book me and my backbone um i talk about very much growing up in rural ireland um in the 21st century with somebody who has spina bifida i also kind of talk about the relationship with my mum because i would consider my mum my my backbone and i'm very fortunate to be at the age of 36 now and still still have my mom and hopefully i'll have her for a, a long time to come um in the first book again we i wanted my mom to see the world through my eyes mm-hmm. because as you can imagine growing up in rural ireland in the 21st century with all of these differences you can imagine like it is very hard to come to terms with and it's very hard to find your place in the world and where you actually fit in, and especially growing up during teenage years. Um, so I wanted my mom to see the world through my eyes, but I also wanted to shed light in um, the how, what, how the carer is perceived in society as well, because an awful lot of people, they ask how I'm doing. Mm. But not very many people ask how the carer is doing. And even though I'm the one living with Spina Bifida and all the other bits and bobs that go with it, um, my mum and my family and my my two brothers and my dad, they have ultimately lived through it as well. So I wanted to shed light in, in, in that and I want to kind of show what they have achieved and the success in which I, which I have come through because when I was born, my mum was about 29 and she was told the most horrific of things. Like she was told that I would need round the clock care. I would probably be brain damaged and I probably would never walk. So I wanted to kind of show that through her support and my dad and my brother's support that I've come so far in life. So that's with my first book, I wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. And I guess with my second book, my second book is a more mature version of looking at the world because I am 36 now and it is eight years on from my first book and I've experienced so much in life in those eight years like life like we're learning each and every single day like so there's areas in the book that we speak about that are a little bit maybe a little bit more sensitive a little bit more daunting to speak about like we speak about um grief um but we speak about grief in a different way you may think grief nowadays um you, you think about losing a loved one um but i'm very fortunate to get to my age and i haven't really lost anybody that close to me but I speak about grief in a way of losing a part of myself. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is um, I was diagnosed with kidney failure at age 19. And where I am now and the status I am now with my kidneys, my kidneys are kind of coming to the end of life. So I've had to grow through a massive grieving um, process with that. And that's something that I'm 16 years on kind of trying to accept. And I guess with that, I'm trying to put a shed a light and a message that everybody deals with things differently and at their own pace and 
and it's okay. I'm not saying it's going to take you 16 years to accept mm-hmm. something like me, but like, that's the thing, like each and every single one of us are unique and different and we're doing the best. We're doing the best we can. Like nobody is born with a manual on this planet and told Absolutely. what to do. Absolutely. We're navigating our, li- we're navigating our lives. So. Was yeah, it, so yeah, was it a nice process, I suppose, with both books to be able to release some things as well? I would definitely say uh, the process of writing a book is more than just sitting down writing a book. Yeah. It takes years. And why I say that is because there is so much personal development work that needs to be done in order for you to surrender yourself and to be vulnerable and to, to open yourself up and to talk about things that that primarily you've probably never spoken about before. Mm-hmm. So I would have said that the, the, the process of writing the book has been the two books have been very therapeutic. Because you are a mind coach as well. So obviously you've done a lot of work in that area as well yourself. Yes, and I guess that's what, um, because I was a uh, a client um, of talk therapy and I'm still a client of, of talk therapy. I'm a huge advocate for, for it. And I guess um, after my first book, I did um, go back and re-educate uh, myself in the areas in which I am. Um, in the personal development world, I'm um, I'm a huge personal development junkie. I love all of of all of that kind of stuff. So, and if my experience can help and support other people, whether it's um, living with renal failure, whether it's living with spina bifida, or just in general building character and resilience, because I do believe with the ailments that I have. Yes, they've been difficult, but on the plus side, they have definitely built my character and resilience in life. And also in the book, you look at social media around representation as well, don't you? Yes. Um, even though social media is a wonderful place, it is a wonderful place. And mm. again, I am an advocate for it. But I guess sometimes on social media, we see people's best life mm-hmm. and we see everything is filtered and everything looks amazing. Um, but like, is that really realistic? Um, for me, I would rather look at content from a person that's saying, well, Life isn't wonderful at the moment, but I'm getting through it. And especially with the whole filter thing, um, I'm coming from the perspective of having a disfigurement. I have kyposcoliosis, which is curvature of the, fri- the spine, excuse me, from the front and back. So I'm imperfectly perfect in every way possible. So I guess in social media, you do see the absolutely beautiful of the most beautiful people. But what I'm trying to get across to people is that there's beauty in everybody. Mm -hmm. And with the representation in this book, each chapter is represented by a photo and each photo tells a story. And in the photos, you will see my disfigurement and they're done in a most beautiful and tasteful manner. And I'm extremely proud of them. And I want people to look at those photos and to say, like, yes, okay, we all as women, we all have our bumps and lumps mm-hmm. and the whole shebang like but so true <laughs> you, are, you are who you are and you're amazing just as you are and this is the thing we all I think we all can take from that the, the exact same thing where it is kind of I think we tend to judge ourselves a lot and we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and like you said it's like we are you know we all have our things or the things we're not happy with but you know to be able to move beyond that as well is a huge thing Exactly. And again, in the um, in the the new book, I do speak about your mental and emotional well-being, yeah. because 
even though with my physical implications, like they'll always be looked after or monitored. I've been very fortunate within the medical um, system. I know everybody has their opinion about the medical system, but from my own perspective, I can only ever speak from my own perspective. I've been very fortunate with the medical um, assistance and treatment that I've gotten, but from the uh, mental and emotional well-being, that's very much up to yourself. Mm-hmm. And you are very much kind of trying to find your way and trying to get your head around everything that's been thrown at you. And I just want to kind of help and support people through that, that like, yes, life is difficult and yes, things are, are difficult at the moment, but nothing is nothing is permanent. And the book is going to be released on the 28th of April. How does it feel on the build up to that? Um, it's nerve wracking, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's a bit nerve wracking, but I am extremely extremely proud of the work that's gone into this book this book is in the making about three three years now mm-hmm. so i'm extremely proud of the i suppose the product for the want of a better word that um that i have produced and the the story and the the insights that people are going to get from this book because i do believe even though the there's hard-hitting um topics in this book and of course they are but they also believe that this book is a celebration mm-hmm. it's a celebration of life and I hope with this book, I would ask one question to people. Before reading the book, I would ask you, do you see people with disabilities with weaknesses or strengths? Then I would ask you to read the book. And I would ask you the same question after reading the book. And I would hope I would have educated you a little bit by reading the book and change your perception even just that little bit. So I Smile Back, The Story Nobody Knows is out on the 28th of April. Siobhan, thank you so much for chatting to us. Thank you so much for having me.